live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Barbecue Central Show. This is a show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening live fire fun and frivolity show. Huge show planned for you this evening. If you want to jump in through phone calls and emails, here's how you do that. I don't have any idea why that's not playing at all. Why is that not playing? Hmm. That's got to be right in front of me. What did I do? Not right. All right, stand by. Try this. No. Well, I'll be. Where or where would that be? Hmm. Oh. Well, that's there too. Yeah, I got nothing. All right. Screw it. We're not going to do that. We will uh, continue on with this show. However, we can do that. I don't know. We'll figure it out as we go. I don't have any idea why that iPad is not kicking out sound. I am extremely frustrated with that iPad at the moment. Uh, Big show planned for you this evening. If you want to get in touch with the show because the big voice guy is there, but you can't hear him, 216-220-0966. You can also send me an email, Greg, at thebbqcentralshow.com are the two ways to get in touch with me. So I'd love to have you if you want to jump in this evening at some point. Coming up in about 11 minutes from now, he is the first Tuesday of the month regular guest, the creator of How to Barbecue Right, the pitmaster of Killer Hogs Barbecue Team, that, of course, Malcolm Reed joining us here. Once again on the show. And just when you think we were going to have to retread new topics, let me tell you, we have some brand new stuff coming up that you're going to be excited to hear about. If you're a fan of Malcolm on the YouTube side, you're going to be doubly excited. If you're a fan of retail shopping, you're going to be triply excited. So looking forward to catching up here with Malcolm in the month of November. Also, we'll get some thanksgiving ideas as this will be his first and only trip around through the month unless something magical happens at the end of the month before we get him back on 35 past the hour we'll find the newly minted 2020 kcbs 
team of the year pitmaster of getting basted. Brad Leiniger joins us. And we will talk about his big win for team of the year. This isn't his first go around. He won it in 2018. So I could also say two out of the last three years getting basted has been KCBS team of the year. And if you know anything about competition, barbecue, Brad is easily one of the most recognizable and consistent names within those circles. So we'll talk to Brad about how this year started and how it ended. Uh, This is the first year in recent memory that there was a much earlier end to the KCBS season. Typically, it would run all the way through December. Uh, There was a contest out there in Arizona, I believe. I don't even know if that's still in existence. That typically marked the end. There was, of course, that huge race 11 years ago that saw Darren Worth and Rod Gray and Steve Farron go all the way down right till that very end, and Rod Gray pulled it out. That was one of the more exciting KCBS team of the years, but there's been a handful of other ones since then, so we'll talk to Brad about that. Then we'll move to the second hour, and my other first Tuesday of the month regular guest, that, of course, Sam the Cooking Guy. And boy, do we have a lot of things to talk about with Sam. We have some cookbook updates. We have some paraphernalia updates. And no, I'm not talking about that kind of paraphernalia, but I'm talking about cooking paraphernalia. And we will also talk about frying because in a lot of his most recent videos, he has been doing a lot of frying, deep frying. We'll also talk about Meatball Wellington. Yeah. Let that marinate for a second. We'll pick it up in the second hour. Hey, you following me socially? Because you should. Insta, Twitter, TikTok, and the Snappy Snaps, all at BBQ Central Show. Facebook and Twitter, slash BBQ Central Show. And you can get me on YouTube, slash RD Rempe. Literally flooded with comments about the origin story series that we did last month. It was so great. In fact... I can see me doing something like this once I have retired from the show, starting a new podcast and doing deep dives with the various luminaries of the barbecue and grilling industry, or as I say, the live fire industry. And uh, I'm not going to do this forever, of course, but I wanted to give a college try to a whole different concept. And certainly there's been a lot of different interviews with all of my regular guests through the various Live Fire podcasts that are out there. But I don't recall the last time somebody actually dug back to when they were youths and follow them up to present day, certainly marking where their success in the Live Fire industry has come from because the other idea of the whole concept was to make sure that proper respect and a proper credit was given to the hard work that all of my regular guests put in getting to where they are today. And once again, I think we live in a time where you want to easily discount anybody's success as being lucky or it just happened overnight or I could do that too. But there's a lot of back work that a lot of people don't care to look for or track down. And that is also why I was doing those pieces with the folks that I did them with. So if you are just brand new to the show tonight and you have no idea what I'm talking about and you have no idea the names that I had just mentioned, then make sure you go back to October of 2020 and just listen to that whole month of interviews. Still have one left to do. John Solberg still owes me 
a origin story, but uh, he is still uh, dealing with some of his stuff, and we will get him when it is convenient. But everybody else is up there and ready to go. So I hope you enjoyed those as much as I did. Email from a listener. Good evening, Greg. I have to admit it has been several months since I have listened to the show. I did get a chance to listen the other night while driving back home from work, and I have to say it's just as good as always. It was like meeting up with an old friend. Glad in this wild world we are living in. There are several constants in the Barbecue Central show is one of them. Keep on rocking Jeffrey Stone from Grandpa's Pride. Thank you, Jeffrey. Appreciate that. Loyal listener, Grandpa's Pride Barbecue. So I'm glad I can provide some consistency along with everything that's going on. By the way, I don't happen to know if you uh, guys are aware tonight. There's a national election for president and other various electable seats that are going on right this very instant. There's one going on right now, if you can believe it. Uh, Fellows by the name of Joe Biden and Donald Trump are currently vying for your presidential voting, uh, although in uh, many areas, at least here on the East Coast and yeah, Central is probably just tying up right now. Uh, Eight o'clock was the shutdown vote time here in Cleveland, and I would imagine that's what it is across the country, although I I don't really know, I guess, so uh, I should brush up on my civics. Back in the seventh grade, Mr. Addison would be having my ass right now going, how do you not know this? You learned this back in the seventh grade. So uh, I'm sure it will be hotly contested. I'm looking at the real-time presidential results, and it is hotly contested right now, but we're only an hour in. So if you feel nervous already because your particular candidate isn't getting the votes that you feel that they should be getting, I uh, will tell you right now, just go ahead and relax. Take in some of the Barbecue Central show to ease your mind. And we will be off the air at 11 when you can really dig in and uh, start gripping at that point. Don't worry about it. Malcolm Reed is ready to go. We'll get to him here in a second. I will talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru. Always believing that outdoor cooking can be easy and fun, especially when you use Barbecue Guru cookers. A couple different models to choose from. They have a monolith ceramic cooker, if you're interested in those. They also have more of a cabinet-style cooker called the Shotgun, named after the founder of the Barbecue Guru, Shotgun Fred Perkle. Uh, Depending on which one you want, because you like ceramics, uh, this one comes with the grill and a whole bunch of other accessories. One of the biggest knocks on a lot of the other ceramic cookers in the market today is you're getting nickel and dimed for everything else to make the cooker efficient and useful. Monolith comes with all that stuff, the nest and the uh, various accessories, the charcoal, the uh, cane, whatever the hell you call that thing. Lots of cool stuff. And then you have the shotgun cooker, which again is more of a cabinet style well insulated. There have been cook times on a full load of charcoal in the neighborhood of 24 hours. I'm not kidding. You know, because they're made by the Barbecue Guru or an association with the Barbecue Guru, all of the Guru controllers fit perfectly on the monolith or on the shotgun. So if you already have a controller and you're just looking for a new cooker, no problem. Your controller will fit on each one. 
And also, with the monolith, there's already a fan built in to the cooker. So you just have to hook up your controller to the fan. Away you go. It's great stuff. Plus, they have a lot of other accessories that are going on. Great fun. Get on over to the website, bbqguru.com. If you have any questions, I highly suggest not waiting and calling or not guessing either. Don't wait, but more importantly, don't guess. We don't want anybody to be dismayed when all this stuff shows up and you're not able to use it properly. Call first, ask the questions. They will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. BBQGuru.com or call 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. At this very moment, your presidential results rolling in. Joe Biden at 119 electoral votes. Donald Trump at 92. Look out, folks. It's going to be a barn burner here this evening. It's like the KCBS race between Brad Leiniger and Joe Pierce from Slaps. The Chris Schaefer from Heavy Smoke was right around that mix, but there's no third candidate for president. Can't have that. Malcolm Reed coming up. Stick around. We'll be right back. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher's Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections and marinades and rubs and barbecue sauces and grilling oils. Butcher's Barbecue products tested on the competition circuit as well as in backyards worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood. Visit ButcherBBQ.com to stock up right now. Always, always trust your butcher. Now, Being the ingenious technical wizard that I am, I will have you know I have fixed the sound effects board. How about that? You can hear them now. I'm even going to tell you exactly what happened because, quite honestly, it's uh, truly embarrassing, and I'm going to save myself from showing my ass here this evening. So we will race to the hotline and welcome back friend of show, Malcolm Reed. Hey, Malcolm. What's happening, Greg? Well, I am uh, ready to rock. Thought I was technically tripped up here right out of the gate here in november but uh you know when you tuck other items underneath other items they may or may not hit the volume button and creep it all the way back to low and i said hey you know what i'm gonna take a look at this uh, in between breaks here so that's what i did and we are off and running uh great to have you back here in the month of november as we're getting ready to close out the year. I like to say it all the way back in January, but believe it or not, 2020 rapidly coming to a close. And uh, from all accounts, everybody loving the fact that uh, 2020 is coming to a close as quickly as possible. We'll see what 2021 looks like. 
Malcolm, who are you voting for for president? Do you want to reveal that on the show here this evening? Here we go. Yes, I've oh. got a rib, uh, brisket and rib sign in my yard. All so right. That's what I'm the brisket and rib ticket. That's my favorite. Yeah, I don't see them on the board here, but I have I to imagine. I don't care who wins. Yeah. Uh, I'm still coming to work tomorrow. So know. Really Let me matter. tell you something, Malcolm. I'm so glad you said that because you know I'm in an industry. I sell Class A Peterbilt trucks by day and uh, every four years, regardless of who's running or who your favorite is, the refrain is the same. Well, you know, we're going to hold off a little bit and see how this election goes. I'm like, well, what's the difference between this year and the other three years that we've had? You were buying right along the last three years, and all of a sudden, because it's an election, you're not going to buy right now like you normally would. Because guess what? Tomorrow you're going to wake up and you're probably going to have to replace those trucks, or you're still going to have to think about replacing those trucks. So, Let's give me the order, give me the money, and let's go, baby, because daddy's got to eat. You know what I'm saying? I hear you, man. I hear you. I don't know. I don't get it. All right. Um, So uh, I'm interested right off the top, Malcolm. Has anybody reached out to you over the course of the month to say, hey, heard your origin story on the Barbecue Central show and really thought it was good or, you know, learned a handful of things that I didn't know about you, like doing WWF wrestling in the Pizza Hut locally. I mean, that was a great story you were sharing. No, yeah, man, I had a lot of good response from from people checking it out. You know, appreciate the honesty. That was the the big one that I got. You know, I try try to keep it real, man. That's all the way I know how to do it. So, Listening to your podcast, uh, so this would have been a, like a week ago. I uh, hear you make some new hires within the How to Barbecue Right community or whatever. The Is that the business name? Are you like uh, operating under How to Barbecue Right or is there a whole yeah, different? We operate under How to Barbecue Right. Okay. Uh, and, and perhaps so new hire there, perhaps more importantly, uh, you were talking about the addition of a new YouTube channel. So not only do you have the flagship channel, let's call it, of uh, Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right that everybody has come to know and love you through 1.09 million subscribers as of this past Sunday while I was checking. But there's a whole new channel, and you've hinted around at uh, perhaps getting out and or branching out uh, within the YouTube space to uh, diversify a little bit. So talk to me a little bit about the new channel, uh, if it's fully launched yet, and, and what you're doing. Well, we've recorded, I guess, four videos first that are getting edited now, but it's going to be more of, we're calling it out of the smoke. So it's not really going to be just necessarily about me at a pit giving a recipe. I got uh, my buddy Mark Williams from Swan Life Barbecue. He's got a YouTube channel, and uh, he come to work for me doing some post-sale stuff. And so we had some time around here to, to kind of brainstorm and get some ideas, and we decided to start a channel together kind of, um, you know, under the How to Barbecue Right umbrella. And we're going to talk about, you know, um, reviews of different barbecue products. Uh, we may bust some myths. We may present some problems and we try to give answers or how we would go about, you know, solving them. With um, it. Basically, it's going to be a way for if I got to take our screw ups and turn it into some content that people might <laughs> find interesting. So that's kind of the premise of it. We're going to, you know, try to be laid back. It's not going to be real formal. It's going to, you know, just two buddies hanging out talking about all these cool stuff we get to do in barbecue. When you initially come up with this, uh, or I don't know if one, if you or, or Mark pitch one or the other, or if you just start talking and organically, it just seems to follow suit in conversation. 
But once you come to that idea, do you then say, okay, well, let's plan this out and see how these first handful of shows are going to go? I guess the the question that I can't figure out how to articulate properly is, you know, back in the old days, it was, hey, let's get on YouTube and see what the hell happens. And maybe you stick around and maybe you don't. Now, uh, you're an established brand. Mark has an established channel. So independently, you're both uh, very successful within the YouTube space. So there may be some type of expectation either from yourselves or the potential uh, accumulation of viewers, both independently, which will then form together to have some kind of style to the show. And then you as creators say, hey, we don't just want to jump in and then fizzle out in three episodes and and then we're just done with it. So how do you go about planning a, a vision or a strategy to continue longer than you know a couple shows? That was a long well, way to go to, to say that. Gee, I apologize for that. that was a lot yeah, of talking. That's a little too serious for us, Greg. We're just trying to have some fun with really? it. Really? We don't we don't know if anybody's going to watch it or not, but we know that we're just going to be cutting up on camera, you know, trying out some stuff and, and, you know, trying to make some content that we find interesting. I figure our buddies will watch it. So if we can get them to watch it and give us some feedback, we'll be okay. But is it going to be another million uh, subscriber channel? I don't know. I've got an, I've got actually got another one that I'm starting up too. And this one's the one I'm really excited about. It's actually my son and his buddies are going to be playing video games because they're all into watching YouTube videos and playing video games. And so we're going to set up an ESPN-like sports desk and get me and another dad to just com- you know, comment on our kids playing these games and you know, try to do play-by-play and color man and all that stuff. So I'm, that one's that's like outside the barbecue realm, but it's a way for us to hang out with our kids and them not, just not be glued to a, a, a video game or a YouTube. Are you adept at doing play-by-play calls of video games? Like, do you have that working knowledge? Not at all. That's what's going to be funny about it. <laughs> I have no idea. I used to play Nintendo back in the day and yeah, early PlayStation, but I hadn't played video games in a long time. I know enough about some of those old-school ones. If I can get them playing some of those, maybe we can get some old guys <laughs> our age to watch it. Yeah, a little Tecmo Bowl replay or a little Contra replay. I mean, that might be worthwhile, right? That's it. You know, I actually bought one of those old Nintendo. Play- it's got like 40 games built in it. And I've, I've got Michael playing some of it. He thinks it's boring. but Oh, well, yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, you see the graphics and the storylines in these games anymore, and it really puts the... I thought Contra was like one of the most intense game ever is you had uh, both the side view, and then when you got down into the tunnels, you were going north to south, and it was like, wow, this is a whole different dimension down here, and it was crazy insane, and High uh, high intensity. You're killing a lot of things, but man, I played uh, one time. I played Black Ops against my daughter, and she killed me eight times inside of like what felt like six seconds. And I just threw the controller down. I was like, I'm out of here. And she's like, Oh, you're quitting already? I said, I don't even. The last four times, I don't even see where the hell you shot me from. So I'm just walking around blind. This is no fun. Like no fun for me. So I. You know, if it's no fun for me, I quit immediately. That's how I live life. <laughs> well, that this is just an early idea channel. So if I end up having yeah. an epileptic seizure or something, yeah. you know that the video games did it to me. Yeah, no doubt. I don't know if I can take it or not, but we're going to try to hang in there and have some fun with it. Hey, on the products review side, because you had talked about a like a grill gl- a gun or a, a blaze gun or whatever. Some It was like a handheld the flamethrower or whatever the hell you were talking about. Um 
in in doing product reviews, uh, how do you go about reviewing so that, or, or perhaps a better question is, are you purchasing stuff to avoid any, oh, you got it for free, of course you're going to like it and you're not going to take a shit on it if you're supposed to? That's how we've done them so far. It's like we saw this and thought it was cool, so we just ordered it. Good. And we've done that with the first few. Um, I, I think uh, they did send us the meter. It's like a wireless probe thermometer system thing that we've checked out. Yeah. But, man, I have to say I was super impressed by that thing, man. Really? I would actually buy one. Yeah, oh, it works. I it's t- the first one that I've seen that does Have you used it? Well, let me tell you something. Uh, wow. I got to be really careful because I was a guest on a couple dudes shows from England. And, uh, you know, in fairness to me, uh, you know, like I come on as a guest and I'm a whole different cat. I'm there to entertain. I'm there to be irreverent. I'm there to push the envelope as far as you will let me. You know, this isn't me hosting. This is me being a guest and bringing value to the show from an entertainment factor. So these guys were talking up the meter. Well, they didn't tell me in advance that they had some kind of a Uh, I wouldn't call it a sponsorship because they're not getting paid, but they're giving them some free product to test. And if that goes good, maybe some to give out and blah, blah, blah. Well, for years, Malcolm, the meter uh, accumulated millions and millions of dollars in Kickstarter money, in Indiegogo money. And uh, at least two of the three of my embedded correspondents got on it initially. And it took two years for them to even see one we all thought it was like the biggest scam going and there was plenty of issues and the range was crappy and it was like so i got on that show and i just took a dump all over it well then he touched base with me after the fact and you're like hey man you know like we didn't know what to do as you were ripping the meter a new one but i haven't i had i've uh, they approached me to sponsor the show and i said uh categorically no I, there's no amount of money that you can give me that will, well, maybe a million, but short of a million, there's no amount of money that you can give me because I've seen through my buddies the issues that this has had getting to market and then once to market, uh, not having anything better than like a Bluetooth connection, which typically blows. And they were talking about, you know, uh, all of this accessibility and range and uh, conceptually, it seems to be the best thing out there. Because you can jam with no wires this thing in the middle of the meat, which is taking the internal temperature of the meat, and then the part that sticks out of the meat is taking the ambient pit temperature. So uh, it's like two birds in one stone, and you're saying you love it. So uh, I'm, I have to assume that maybe there has been a bunch of upgrades, because also in the instant chat, uh, I'm seeing I, I love it uh, two, three, four different times. So I would love your review on, on why you love it. Well... I didn't know any of this going into it. I just knew that these guys, Mark told me these guys have made a wireless thermometer. Do I want to, you know, would I be interested in trying out? And I was like, hell yeah. Cause I'm not, we're not scared to rip something apart on this thing we're doing. Sure. Cause it's, you know, it's just our take on it anyway. But, um, so I've used it at home. I've used it over, uh, at, a, at uh, Mark's brother's house, Jamie's. We had, we did a big, um, we cooked a hundred pork butts on my old, old hickory rotisserie. We put four probes in there on the butts, and I could still pick it up from his Wi-Fi at my house and watch it at night. So that's what really wow. sold me on it. Yeah. And I was like, this is worth the, I think it's 250 bucks or something like that for a four-probe system. Now, I haven't, I've probably used it 
half dozen times and it's worked flawlessly so far. Um, I hadn't run out of batteries yet on it. And so it gets mine, you know, a pro- would I go buy one? Yeah. Now knowing what it does, I would buy one. The only, the, the downside to it to me is the size of those probes. Like it's not really useful in competition barbecue because it, it leaves too big a hole in the meat. But I guess to get all that technology in the thing, they had to make it in a bigger probe. Now, is that a problem if I'm cooking a bunch of pork butts or turkey or you know something like that no but if i'm trying to cook a money muscle or a chicken thigh for a contest or yeah. even a brisket fly i don't want a big hole in it. do you know if uh for some reason it took a dump on you one of the probes uh to go buy a replacement any idea on cost for that i have no clue i hadn't checked into that all i know is it works for me it yeah. worked for me so far well, I mean, the only reason I ask is because one of the sponsors of my show is Fireboard, which is a product that I absolutely love, and it performs really well. It's got tremendous Wi-Fi capabilities and graphing and all this uh, social media interaction. It's great. Uh, you know, it could be a little steep in cost, you know, uh, 200 bucks or whatever it is, uh, not necessarily that much more or less expensive than the meter that you're talking about at 250 bucks, especially if you load it out with all the six different probes, depending on how you configure them. But I've asked... Uh, Ted Conrad, who owns the company, Meter seems to have the concept down, uh, and this was a number of months ago, so hearing what you're saying now at least makes me feel a little bit better about talking about the Meter. But I said, you know, it seems like you if you guys could come up with a wireless probe, you guys would capture the market because they're just waiting for something like this to actually work well, and that's what was missing at the time. And he said there were a number of uh, instances or there were a number of examples why they weren't going to do it. And they looked into it a hundred different times. And a lot of it boiled down to the fact of jamming that much technology into one probe where if something did go wrong, you know, uh, to replace something that he has right now corded is 15 bucks. But to replace something that had that much technology packed into it to do everything that it has to be was going to be considerably more expensive. Yeah, I can see that for sure. I mean, I, I'm glad that, that it that it does work because I think it's going to be the forerunner. It's going to set the pace for what we're going to see coming coming soon from everywhere else. You know as, as well as I do, people are going to knock this thing off. Yeah. So it can only get better. So I mean, you know, you think of the first size computers we got, how big they were, and then what what they could do now. So I think I mean I think the technology, I mean, as fast as it's it's growing, that that we'll see we'll see small probes before it's over, and probably in the near future. Well, uh, certainly looking forward to seeing more of that uh, from you guys, especially because, like I said, you know, we had tracked it for years here on the show, and it was kind of a running inside joke about what a piece of crap it was on many different levels. But uh, perhaps they've turned a corner here on this, and time will tell. Malcolm, you are mere days away from a soft opening for your retail barbecue and grilling store. So how long has that been in the planning stage and uh are you ready for the soft open come thursday you know i think we've been planning it for four months so not long oh wow <laughs> no we're not ready but is it gonna happen <laughs> yes i mean shell's up here right now trying to put labels and prices on stuff well uh, you know we've never done retail to the public so there's been a lot of learning um we've got some really cool stuff out there it's all stuff that i like and then that's the whole thing. We're calling this the Malcolm shop and how to barbecue right. So it's all stuff that, that I use or would use or, you know, that I think guys would like to. So if you think of it as just like a little store for men that sells grilling stuff, cooking stuff, uh, cast iron, knives, 
We've even got some uh, private parts wash in there. I don't know if I can say that. It's called Ballsy. Nice. I didn't even know this stuff existed until until uh, you know until they brought it in and said we're going to sell this in your shop. And I said, oh, okay. Is, I, I thought I was doing pretty good with my Dow soap. But is that the one that uh, has like nut butter? Is that one of the names of yeah, the products or something like that? Or yeah, yeah, nut rub and powder. I don't know yeah. what all this guy. I have. That's the only stuff in there that I actually haven't tried, and I just don't know if oh. I can. I'm going to tell you, uh, my wife. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. I don't know. <laughs> my wife far. got it for me for Christmas far one far year as a uh, as a stocking stuffer. My wife got it for me for Christmas, I think, a year or two ago. And uh, after the initial shock, because you know, first thing I was like, "Oh, somebody's trying to tell me something here," and uh, this is the nice way to do it. Uh, it I mean, you know, it, it's a little different. Uh, you know, putting your you know, fingers in the nut rub and then uh, lubing up the twig and berries. But I, I mean, I guess, you know, it works for those that are going to be in that area to figure out if you're rank or not. So, I guess so. you know, I don't know. I didn't know we were going to go there tonight, though. Did you when you <laughs> prep for the show? You know what I say? <laughs> uh, no expectations and then you're not disappointed or uh, anything. It's just the way uh, we're going. Uh, is this going to be mostly retail in Hernando, or are you going to be online as well? Or where do you expect most of the revenue yeah, to be generated? This is just all Hernando local. It's really just something for, you know, we had some extra room up in the front of our new building, and we figured that, you know, we're going to be having some public come in here for stuff. Why not have a little gift shop? And so it's kind of turned into a man store, you know, Malcolm store, you know. I don't know if we'll sell much there or not. I do have a couple different grills uh, that I'm going to have in there, and you know, just some cool stuff. Uh, we've chatted about a lot of nonsense that I didn't anticipate as you were uh, just alluding to, but do you have any specific things you're going to be doing for Thanksgiving? Are you a pretty traditional guy? Oh, man. I, I, it's always smoked turkey and uh, spiral sliced ham, double smoked. I keep it pretty simple. I don't do anything real crazy. Shell usually handles all the sides. My sides, my number one sides chick, and, and I do the meats. <laughs> Uh, anything dessert favorite? Uh, you know, it's always pecan pie around Ooh, uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, we we do the sweet potato. We call it sweet potato casserole. Some people call it sweet potato souffle, but you know, that's kind of a dessert too. But pecan pie is always a big one. Well, sounds great, and uh, looking forward to how the soft open of the store goes on Thursday. We'll get a recap of that in December, as we'll be. Uh, jam-packed into the holidays at that point and uh, hopefully making the press there. So, uh, Malcolm, always appreciate the time. Uh, you guys have a great Thanksgiving, and we will talk to you again in November or December. Do the same, Do the same my friend. Thanks, Greg. All right, you got it. There he is, Malcolm Reed from How to Barbecue Right, and he has a retail location that is ready to go on Thursday. So we'll see how that goes. It's a man store. And if your balls stink, he's got stuff to help your balls not stink. He said it. <laughs> he said it. I've used it. That sounded weird saying that out loud. James Acosta is in tonight. Hey, James. Ready for Brad? He's in the green room, ready to go. I'll talk about Team of the Year stuff. I'll talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills. Hey, Malcolm, you got Green Mountain Grills in that? store of yours put you in touch with somebody Jason Baker and the gang over there making some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today you have a couple different choices you have the prime line so if you are somebody that really loves tech you really like peeking windows on the main cooking chamber and on the hopper 
you like internal meat probes, all the good stuff, then you want to check out the Prime. And they also have a uh, Prime uh, Prime Plus, which has a few more features and benefits. Can I interest you in indoor cooking chamber lighting? Mood lighting, maybe, for your meat? Now, if you don't need the tech, you want to save a couple hundred bucks, whatever. Choice line is what you want to run with. That's the original offering that they rolled out with a number of years ago. I have two choice grills. I also have a prime grill as well. So I can talk educatedly, not a word, on both of those styles. If you have any questions, please feel free to hit me up and I will lead you down the path of the right purchase. Now, they do sell through dealers. So go to the website, find the dealer nearest you, and then go to that store, learn all about them. They will make sure that you are educated to have a successful cook right off the bat. Jim Bowie and the Daniel Boone do accommodate the pizza oven insert. So if you like the thin crust, high heat pizzas, the Neapolitan pies, then you want to get after the pizza oven insert. To me, it is a mandatory buy. If you buy the Daniel Boone or you buy the Jim Bowie, regardless of choice or prime, because the pizza oven fits in both, you got to get the pizza oven insert. It's like 130 bucks or something like that. Got to get it. Pizza parties are fun, man. Of course. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. Joe Biden has 122 electoral votes. Donald Trump has 92. It is still a barn burner, folks. Too close to call. Too close to call. I'll tell you who's not too close to call. I don't don't even know where I'm going. Anyway, Brad Leiniger is coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookingPellets.com. Just talking about Green Mountain Grills. Your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookingPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also buy from amazon.com as well my next guest just wrapped up what was one of the most unique kcbs team of the year races in recent memory close yes did it come down to the end yes now a two-time kcbs team of the year champion yes let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome back the pitmaster of getting basted brad leiniger joins me hey brad Hey, Greg. How are you? Mr. Champion, first of all, congratulations on the Team of the Year win. Certainly a year that um, all of us won't soon forget for a myriad of reasons. You did it two years ago. So how does this one measure up as you compare a 2018 Team of the Year overall championship? You know, that, that one was kind of a marathon, you know, I mean, I did 50 contests that year and it was all year long and it was a grind and uh, this one was kind of a sprint. Uh, you know, I cooked nine contests in the month of October uh, that ended up kind of, uh, you know, against the other leading teams for team of the year and it ended up sealing it. So uh, it was it was very difficult uh, emotionally, uh, somewhat physically for all the contests we had to cook. And, and it was very much different than 2018, but it was very satisfying because it was all head to head. There was nowhere to hide because of the number of the contests. So, you know, just the fact that there was only one contest or two contests every week. Um, we all we cooked head to head, and there was nowhere to go. So it was, it was a lot of fun. 
Do you think that next year and perhaps years going forward, as you alluded to the 2018, you know, 50 contests and traditionally when you talk about team of the year runs, whether it's Travis or you or Rod or Darren or, I mean, you name any of the past champions, um, especially over the last, you know, seven, eight, nine years, it has been those that can push out 35 and 40 and 50 contests that are typically there towards the end. And as you said, that is a marathon. Given your druthers, would you rather have a sprint to KCBS team of the year or would you rather have the longer marathon? No, I loved it this year. Um, you know, let's get together and let's cook. You know, I, and it, it, KCBS did, did something very good. I think they switched the team of the year. Not only did we get it shortened on the front side because of COVID, it got shortened on the long side uh, because they ended the team of the year race here at the beginning of November, you know, the end of October. Normally, we'd still have another two months left to cook. And that's when it really got difficult because you were having to go to California or you're having to go down to Florida. You're having to do some of this stuff. Well, we got the end of the season. You know, there was one in Kansas City. There was one we ended up going to Virginia because it was a double. But you had the opportunity to end your season kind of at home and not doing some of those long road trips. Uh, so I think KCBS actually made a change for the better that maybe makes Team of the Year not so much of a grind uh, in the future. Brad Leininger joining me here on the show, the 2020 KCBS Team of the Year, just this past weekend crowned. Certainly, Brad, when mid-March rolled around, things started to change rapidly from a contest standpoint. Did you worry that there might have not been a Team of the Year race at any point, or did you have faith that there would at least be some semblance of, of a race, however that was going to look? You know, I, yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I don't think any better than anybody else did um, what the season was going to shape up like. I mean, I had won a couple of contests early, and I wasn't really planning on chasing. What I was really going for was rib team of the year because that was the only one that I hadn't won. But, uh, you know, I was planning on cooking a lot. And then when things got shut down there in March, um, I wasn't sure if we would get back, you know, get back to cooking or not. And uh, June kind of rolled around and some contests, especially in Missouri, started popping up and we started having some. But even then, you know, I know IBCA shut their season down. Uh, you know, I'm sure there was talks at the KCBS office of shutting the season down. So I don't think really, you know, until we started getting out of the summer and into the fall that uh, we realized that this thing was going to get finished. Uh, so it was always up in the air. Brett, if you look over the past five years, aside from winning the title in 2018 that we had mentioned, uh, your team has finished in the top 10 all of the Team of the Year races. And certainly it's not winning all of them, but given the talent of teams over those years, top 10 uh, accomplishments that many in a row, I mean, that's something you have to be pretty proud of too, right? I am. I mean, you know, we've seen some great cooks come and go in that time. And, and I've managed to stay up there and, and, and trade punches with all of them. So, you know, I'm really proud of, of, of what I've been able to accomplish in barbecue and, and, and the success that we've had and, and the impact that we've had, you know, some of the things, you know, now uh, competitions look differently now because of some of the things that Tim Shear and I have been able to do with the hot and fast cooking and the, and the drum smokers and stuff like that. Like I remember going out, we were, you know, just, I'd be the only one on a drum smoker. Now you go there and three quarters of the fields on a drum smoker cooking hot and fast. So uh, yeah, I'm very proud of the, uh, of the impact that I've had on barbecue over the last six, seven, eight years. I see the KCBS has added a new item in 2021, which is uh, something that is a part of the, the team of the year race, but it is not the traditional team of the year race. There have been 
three separate chases that will happen through the year, and I believe it started this past Sunday, for teams that aren't going to be able to make that marathon run, as uh, we had talked about a little earlier. So uh, we'd just love uh, your thoughts on that as somebody who has been team of the year twice and uh, top 10 many times. Um, I, you know, I think it's a good thing um, for KCBS to do. Um, it's somebody that chases all year. You know, I kind of got mixed feelings, but I can see why they do it because it is going to allow more people to cook more contests to chase and have something to play for. Instead of having to do it all year, you can kind of maybe you're only going to cook in the summer. You can kind of run in the summer. You can run early in the part of the year. I think as long as KCBS doesn't de-emphasize the overall, you know, season champion, it's just an augmentation of what they have. I really do think it's a good thing. It gets more people, uh, more stuff to play for. And as you can see, like this year is a prime example, uh, the number of teams that were in categories that were in the overall team of the year. And, and we had more chasers at the end of this year than we ever had. And that made the contest more fun. It made it more deep. And, and everybody had something to play for going in down the end of the year. And I think this change allows that to happen, uh, you know, throughout the year. So I really do think it's going to be a good change and it's going to be interesting to watch. Do you think that, uh, let's use you for example, that you're going to be like mega motivated. So, uh, you know, hey, Gidden Basin wants to go out and repeat as national champs. However, I also want to win all three of those chases. So you can be, you know, the Mr. Mr. of all Mr.s at that point. Never even crossed my mind, Greg. Never once? You've got to be kidding. kidding. <laughs> Outrageous. Yeah, we're, 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 we're going to cook, man. If we got a chance to win all three of them and, and, and overall – Man, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to compete. So if I've got a chance to to win every chase and win every segment, then I'm going to go out there and do it. And, and you bet I'm going to give it my best shot. So uh, I, I'm sure I'm not the only one thinking that way. I'm guessing Joe Pierce and uh, you know uh, Chris Schaefer and a few of those other guys are going to be looking to do the same thing. So it's going to be a lot of fun. With the folks that you're talking to when you're out there, um, how are they viewing next season? Do they think that it's going to be more of a return back to normal? Is it a, a little wait and see? Or perhaps a, the better question is, do you see the same amount of teams making that prototypical run for a KCBS team of the year in 2021? I mean, I, mean, I think a lot of people start out making the run, if that makes any sense. And then you kind of fall by the wayside, depending on your success or not. I think at the beginning of the year, you probably have 25 or 30 people that if they things fall right and they get some wins, they'll make the chase. Now, at the end of the year and a longer year, you'll probably, you know, this year there were four or five uh, uh, teams up until the last couple of weeks that were in it. Uh, you know, you had Boomerang, Rooters and Tutors. You know, you had Heavy Smoke. You had uh, Who Cares Barbecue. You had me. You had Joe Pierce at Slaps. I mean, we all had a legitimate chance to win this. Uh, up until the last couple of weeks. I think you won't necessarily have that next year in a longer season. You'll probably get back to just having the two or three uh, teams that run it. But I do think you're going to have a lot of teams or a lot of teams that were chasing. And I think a lot of those guys are going to start out uh, in the spring looking for it. How do you feel the state of, of competition barbecue is? Um, what needs to happen in order to continue to bring new teams in? I think, uh, obviously, you, like business – uh, the lifeblood is always uh, great to retain the current customers, but we always have to have new business coming in to replace somebody that drops off or uh, just add revenue to the bottom line. How do you foresee that happening in the world of competition barbecue? Um, I think one of the other good things that have come out of KCBS this year, and I had some uh, input in it and, and getting it uh, enacted and making it happen, are these single meat contests. I mean, I think the the difficult thing with competition barbecue is always the high barrier to entry. 
It's intimidating. It's expensive. And, and it, it's expensive to maintain. And I think we need to knock down some of those barriers. And I think these single meet contests that uh, KCBS has started putting on is going to allow some of these teams to come in there and test themselves against the pros without having to, to, to buy the trailers and to buy the multiple smokers and to put in, you know, buy the $200 briskets and everything else. It gives them a chance to kind of dip their toe into the competition world and uh, compete against the best. And, and, and some of those teams will start getting some calls and those, you know, rib only or chicken only contests. And that's going to make them go on and want to cook a four meat event. So I really do think those four meat or those one meat contests that KCBS is starting to emphasize is going to be a catalyst, you know, the next catalyst to growth in barbecue because it, it lowers that barrier of entry. And it still gives us one of the things that's really cool about our, you know, quote unquote sport, you know, if we're going to call it that way, is that I can go out and I can cook against the best. I, all I got to do is pay my entry fee, show up, and I can cook against a world champion. There's not a lot of other things that can do that. These single meat contests still allow you to do that, but they're not quite as intimidating and don't take quite the investment. Red Leininger from Getting Basic joining me here on the show. Red, do you recall a specific time where everything just started clicking for you? The wind started becoming more consistent. The top 10 finishes started to become more consistent. Well, there's something that uh, when you started, you were doing this and you can say, hey, at this point we did this. And that's when things really started to change for the better. Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably around, you know, 2014, 2015, when I really started understanding the dynamics of what I was trying to do uh, in the cook. You know, up until that point, I think a lot of people start out, you know, they take a class, they're, they're on recipes, they're on timelines, they're on, okay, this is, you know, what I learned, this is how I win, this is what I do. And I think once you really start to understand uh, what you're trying to accomplish. And, and you know, for me, it was the drum the drum smoker. I really started to understand that piece of equipment that, hey, I'm really looking to get that kind of that bacon effect, I like to call it. You know, I'm trying to sizzle that meat up. I'm trying to get that good mahogany color. And then I'm trying to wrap it up and then go, go to the right tenderness. When I really stopped worrying about what rubs I was putting on my meat and started worrying more about the process and about hitting that tenderness, that's when I started to have the results. And I think a lot of people get bogged down. You know, we teach classes, we teach several classes a year and and, and people write down the wrong stuff. Like they, they, they write down, oh, this is the rub combination he used, but they don't go out and they don't look at the smoker and, and, and check out like, for instance, the velocity of the uh, uh, smoke coming out of the stack mm-hmm. that tells you how fast everything's cooking or what, what kind of action you're getting on there. So I think when I started understanding what I was looking for and what I was trying to do as a cook, the results just started to come and, and I stopped trying to kind of chase the next winning recipe. You can go out there if you know how to cook, pick your, pick your rub, pick your sauce as long as they're, you know, a, a competition proven, either one of those, as long as you understand your cooker and you're hitting tenderness, you're going to go out there and get some calls. Right. Aside from being one of the best competition cooks out there over the last handful of years, you're also in business of barbecue owning a couple different restaurants. So uh, through this year, I know we've talked a handful of months ago, uh, how are things continuing here as we look at November, 2020? Yeah. I mean, we're very fortunate. Um, to live in where we live and that we didn't ever get shut down. We shut down for about, I said ever, we shut down for about eight weeks or so. And then really uh, Branson and the lakes, if you 
I probably see better for worse uh, the Lake of the Ozarks and whatnot on the national news and the parties or whatever. But man, like people couldn't travel to Orlando or Europe or wherever they normally travel. So a lot of people were coming to the lakes and Branson. So, you know, everybody from, you know, Dallas area, you know, Little Rock, St. Louis, Kansas City, you know, Oklahoma, they were all coming into Branson and, and we actually had a record summer. Uh, you know, we, we had probably, I'd say 40 to 50% takeout, you know, which is a good thing. You know, people were taking it in, but, but as far as sales go, and as far as people coming to the lake and people coming to Branson, uh, uh, we were very fortunate that it didn't impact our business. Like it, uh, you know, like it has some restaurants in other areas. So, uh, we're, we're still kind of, kind of riding high and, and hopefully we can get some kind of, you know, vaccine treatment, whatever it is and roll into 2021 and, 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 and get this uh, COVID thing behind us and you just get back to cooking and, and running restaurants and doing what we love to do. One of my uh, guests coming up here in the second hour is uh, just started to participate in these ghost kitchens. I talked to another guy on the West coast who has started to really take advantage of ghost kitchens. That's something that a you're familiar with. And are you looking at that concept for growth as well? Hundred um, percent, you know that, and and, and some virtual uh, virtual concepts. You know, one of the things I was actually just talking to my business partner uh, before I got on the phone with you about uh, potentially looking at like a breakfast uh, kind of a, a ghost kitchen or a, a virtual concept in Branson because it's there's really a, a needs to be. I mean, there's, there's a need there for it, and we've got the kitchen. We're not using it for that time, so uh, absolutely, just getting creative, using your space better. Uh, you know, using some of the virtual stuff that's on, you know, using the online you market better. Uh, you know, I, I think all that stuff's great. And, and, and that's what's come out of this, you know, positively is that you've had to become lean. You've had to utilize your resources better. And, and I think a lot of people, anybody that survives COVID is going to come out of it, uh, you know, as a better business. Do you see yourself operating back to whatever normal used to be like when things finally get back to normal or will you stay more lean and mean. I mean, I think, you know, we got a lot of stuff set up. So I think, you know, online ordering's here to stay. I think, I think a lot of the delivery services are here to stay. Um, I, I hope that we keep, um, you know, the, the carry out and the to go business uh, up to what we've got. So, uh, you know, no, I definitely see us taking some of the stuff that we were forced to do because of COVID and, and carrying it forward and, and using it to uh, help our bottom line when, when business, uh, when business conditions improve. So, I mean, it is, uh, you know, it's, it's a, you know, definitely making a positive out of a negative. That's, that's the goal anyway. Doing well in the restaurants and obviously continuing to do well on the competition circuit. He is the KCBS team of the year here in 2020. And we'll be looking to do it again in 2021, along with winning all the chases as they go through it. It is Brad Leininger. Sweep them all. That's right. Sweep them all. You heard it here first, and we can go back and document when it happens. It's Brad Leininger. Brad, always appreciate the time, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me on, Greg. You got it. There he is, Brad Leininger from Getting Based. And you can find him in Branson and some of the other areas that uh, he has restaurants in. And also doing very well there. He's also, as he had mentioned, going to do that whole uh, concept kitchen or ghost kitchen. We'll be talking with Sam the Cooking Guy in the second hour as uh, he is also currently running ghost kitchens. I think there's a burger one. I don't, was there a breakfast one that he was doing too? I know there's Sam's Burgers. There's another one. Multifaceted. Brad is... Always engaged, always looking for new opportunities, and concise from an interviewer standpoint. 
And he's in, he's out, giving you just the right amount of info, but not dragging it out. Not long-winded. I appreciate it. Great guest. And the energy. Love the energy. All right, as we're getting ready to wrap up the first hour, I'll talk to you quickly about Southside Market and Barbecue, established in 1882. Southside is the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. They've been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. Famous for their original beef sausage, coarse ground on a natural pork casing. They also have authentic Central Texas barbecued meats. They ship nationwide through the online store at southsidemarket.com. Shipping customers can choose to order now and ship later, include a custom gift note, and mail to multiple addresses without additional charges. This will come in increasingly handy during these holiday months coming up. All meats processed in the on-site USDA inspected facility. On-site meat markets for fresh and smoked products. Custom orders are available as well. Three different restaurants for you to eat in. Elgin, Texas since 1882. Then you have ones in Bastrop and Austin, Texas as well. Grocery distribution through Texas and many surrounding states. Hey, as you are visiting southsidemarket.com and throwing stuff in your checkout cart, if you want to take off 10% of the entire order, use promo code BBQ Central as you check out BBQ Central, all one word, lowercase, and you can get 10% off when you visit southsidemarket.com each and every time. Let's wrap up the first hour. You want to jump in? Happy to have you. 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. Hey, welcome back. This portion of the show brought to you by Fireboard 2 and Fireboard 2 Drive. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring. Or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck. Fireboard is fully integrated with both. You can find out more about the Fireboard 2 and Fireboard 2 Drive by visiting fireboard.com. Or you can call them 816-945-2232. In fact, Ted Conrad will be on the show in two weeks. Maybe next week. Why don't I give you the definitive answer as I check the calendar? Uh, he will be on next week, along with Meathead and Cosmo from Cosmo's Q. He's making a reappearance back on the show on the 10th. Looking forward to that. We'll talk to Ted about more of that meter shenanigans that we talked about like uh, three or four months ago. He was on the show as they were like one of the last trade shows to happen in New Orleans in the middle of March during HPBA. And then they told everybody like on a Wednesday, that thing usually runs until Sunday, hey, everybody get out! Get out! The pandemic is coming! Stupid! All right, we are appointed to the second hour where we will find Sam the Cooking Guy. I have some takes as well. It's like so 
great to be back in the normal format as we skirted it last month doing origin stories. Refresh your libations, and we will be right back. Stick around.